Hi everyone and welcome. This is the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast and I'm your host, Coach Brad. This podcast is about love, life, health, and the pursuit of happiness. If you've ever felt unfulfilled or that there is more to life than what you are currently experiencing, that there is a better version of you waiting to appear, including how to keep weight off permanently, how to be happy, healthy, and fulfilled unconditionally, and live a life in alignment with the more authentic version of you, then this podcast is for you. In summary, this podcast is about transforming you from the person you are to the person you were meant to be. With that, let's get started. Okay, happy spring, everyone. It is so good to be here again. I hope you are enjoying life and just enjoying the day wherever you are at. I'm very fortunate to be where I am. It's an absolutely beautiful spring day out here. So hope everything is going well and that life is going good. And if you can't hear it and you can't see it, I have got goosebumps on my my, my arms again. I've got it in my, my throat because I just have another awesome, awesome, amazing guest today. I'm just, I'm truly blessed and I have to pinch myself every time I, I get to to interview someone. So today I've got with me Michelle Connery, and she is coming from me, and I hope I say this correctly, Newfoundland, which is the furthest northeast province of Canada there. A little bit of a tongue twister for me saying that word. Uh, but the reason I wanted to have Michelle on the show today, this is such an important topic. So I really hope you're, you're, you tune in today and really focus. Uh, all of us go through something called burnout, and all of us not all of us, but a lot of us learn the hard way about prioritizing our mental health and our physical health first. And we got we get caught up in this work first mentality. And so I've got a guest with us today. Again, her name is Michelle, who has been through that journey, who knows what it's like and is going to share her story with us and give us some tips and everything about how to begin prioritizing ourselves first, because I think that really is a huge key to this whole journey, this whole healthy living thing. So let me read you her bio real quick. Michelle Connery is the founder of Michelle Connery Coaching. She is a deadline-driven, bean-counter turned burnout recovery coach. Michelle helps ambitious professionals reignite their flame and go from burnout to balance. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I agree with you. Burnout is such an important topic to discuss because with the pandemic, it's been on the rise and more people are experiencing it. And a lot of people don't always know when they're in it. So I'm so happy to be here to talk about this. this is not, not only that, they don't know when they're in it. They, they, yeah. they don't know how to get out of it get out that of too. it. Too. That too. And I, I've tried to stress so much, which is again, why I'm so glad you're here today, Michelle, that we've this idea, we've got to prioritize ourselves first, mm-hmm. but it's like, people still aren't doing that. So take us, take us back to the beginning, Michelle. I, I know yeah. you're in, in corp in the corporate world. I think you said as an accountant yeah. and, and what, what started to happen there? Well, you know, I was in that world for probably close to 25 years. If I go back to where I started, um, and, you know, my dad was an accountant. My aunt was an accountant. So it kind of runs in the blood. Okay. Um, and, you know, when you start in the, in the industry, you, you, you constantly hear, you know, you got to put in the hours if you want to get ahead. You, you know, you've got your month ends and your quarter ends, year ends, tax time, all of that, right? They're busy, really busy times. And the expectation is you put in the hours to get the things done. 
But the problem is the busy seasons start to stretch out and you keep saying, well, I'm going to take care of myself after my busy season's over. And that would come and go. And I, and I still wasn't taking care of myself. You know, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I can work late. I can bounce back. But as you start to get older, you know, you're not sleeping as well as you used to. You don't yeah. bounce back as quickly as you <laughs> used to when you have a long night, right? You don't you get know? up as quickly either. Yeah. You don't get up as quickly. Right. And so years of doing this um, really started to take its toll on me. And I, I mean, looking back, I can see all the signs now, right? As they say, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Um, like, I think it was 2012. I was working so hard. I went to Disney to do the um, Disney princess half marathon and I got sick right before I left, but you know, I still did the race cause I'm, I'm paid for it. I'm going to lungs. You don't need lungs. Yeah, awesome um, you. Good yeah, you know, but that started me out for six months of bronchitis. But I still didn't trigger that to being because I was unhealthy, right? It really wasn't until several years later in 2018 when I start when I had my first big aha moment. Um, I was in a really stressful, toxic environment, and we were on a project that was behind. And I was taking a call from home that day, a project call to let them know that they had underestimated the time it would take to build the finance requirements. And so I had the privilege of telling the project manager and the external consultants that, hey, we're going to be further off track than what you think, because it's going to take us some time. So it was a very heated discussion. And partway through the call, you know, I could feel my heart start to race and I felt like my blood pressure was elevated. And then I started feeling chest pains. Oh, but that still wasn't a warning sign for me to get off the call, right? I finished the call and then I paced around my house because I just felt so agitated and it was just like this heaviness in my chest. And I texted my best friend and told her what was going on. I was like 90% sure it was a panic attack, but there was 10% of me going, could this be something else? Right? Like, is this the one that you've been dreading? Like, is this it? Right? Heart, heart attack, maybe you're thinking? Yeah, I was 48 years old. Like, like, is this a heart attack? And I said to her, you know, I tried all this, I can't calm down. It's it's getting worse. Should I go to the hospital? And she's like, that's not the worst idea you've ever had. I'm like, okay, I got permission from my best friend, I can go to the hospital now. <laughs> So never mind I mean, the, I, ch- the chest pains. You'll, you'll, never you'll, mind the chest pain. But yeah, the worst do what your was, I, <laughs> I know I, I drove myself there too. So don't I don't recommend that to anybody. Please don't drive yourself to the hospital if you're thinking you're having a heart attack. Um, and yeah, you know, I got there, the triage nurse, like I got whisked right into the back so quickly, like my head was almost spinning. They barely finished checking me in and they started testing me for a heart attack, right? They were taking my blood pressure. They wouldn't tell me what it was. The ER doctor came in and said, are you on, you know, blood pressure medications? I'm like, no, should I be? And he wouldn't say anything, right? Because he didn't want to stress me out. Even more, yeah. <laughs> and it took about eight hours because they test you and then you have to sit and then they get the test results and then they retest you, right? Because it has to like four hours or something between tests to make sure. And I remember like my my GP had called in the interim because I called him before I went to the hospital and he's like, what's going on? And I'm telling him all of this. He's like, okay, calm down. It's <laughs> like, all right, I'm glad you're at the hospital. You're coming to see me on, this was a Wednesday. I think it was, you're going to come see me on Friday. You're not going back to work until we get all these test results back. Right. And wow. it's like whatever they tell you in the hospital, you're still coming to see me. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And thankfully it wasn't a heart attack that day, but it was the start of three months of stress leave. And it was the start of a whole pile of tests to make sure I didn't have any underlying heart conditions. 
right? And because when I got to the cardiologist two weeks later, I'm like, so they've never told me what the blood pressure was when I was in the ER, or what was going on. He's like, yeah, it was 189 over 140. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's high for anyone listening. That's high. Yeah, that's really high, right? Yeah. Like not good. And he's like, yeah, that's not good. So yeah, three months off. So I had a lot of time to start thinking about how did I get there? Right. What, what put me there? And, you know, I knew I was under a lot of stress at work. So I started seeing a therapist at the same time. So she started helping me with setting boundaries, which I wasn't good at doing, um, helped me identify that I was in a toxic work environment and helping me deal with, um, that because I wasn't, I wasn't dealing with my stress, right. I was building up and building up and building up and my anxiety and my panic was getting worse, you know, which was not good. And I thought I was doing better. Uh, and then the pandemic hit mm. 2020, right? And we had a lot of changeovers at work as well. We had a new VP of finance come in and that was just craziness. And it was year end. And I remember when they announced the lockdown at the time, I was still living in Ontario. And I just remember going, I can't deal with this. Like, this is too much. Like I'm done. Right? I was just like, and at that moment, I finally acknowledged the fact that I was in burnout mode. I was there before, but, you know, mentally, I didn't want to acknowledge it, yeah, right? I was yeah. still trying to push through. And, but again, looking back at the signs, you know, and I actually, really real care. Quick, Michelle, let me, let, real quick, um, let me interrupt real quick, because that's such an important point, because we're almost trained to just go, 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 and yeah. to push through it. That's literally yeah. what our jobs tell us to do, what society mm -hmm. tells us to do. Exactly. And what you're discovering is that's not necessarily the best thing for you personally, your physical and mental health. That's so important, but we don't always have to push through it. That's, that doesn't have to be about that. So anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it, that's exactly it. Cause that had been my mentality for over 20 years was you just keep pushing through it. And yeah. when the deadlines are over, you might be able to take a breath and deal with it. Um, but I just, that was just like the, the straw that broke the camel's back and I couldn't deal with it. And I remember having a call with my therapist, I'd already booked it. And I, you know, I think I was crying the whole time she did all the speaking. Cause I was like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. Like, you know, cause my brain had just had enough. I was, oh. I felt physically empty inside, right? Like I was mentally and physically exhausted. I was over everything overwhelmed me. Even the slightest things like doing laundry. Oh my God, I got to do laundry. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I don't feel it. Yeah, the basic laundry, cooking, cleaning. Yeah. All of that, right? And um, it was just really getting hard and then dealing with all the crap at work and stuff. I just physically, I was just like, I can't take anymore. So again, I ended up taking some stress leave. Um, my doctor put me on stress leave. I finally went on anti-anxiety medication because I needed oh. something to help with my anxiety. It was insane. And, and then when that started to kick in and my head started to clear a bit, I was like, okay, I need to learn how to deal with this. What am I going to do? And that's when I started putting a plan together. Because for me, I realized I didn't want to work in a toxic work environment anymore. I, I didn't, I'd done the corporate life. I had enough, you know, I'd sold my house the year before I had some savings. My parents and my youngest sister were in Newfoundland. Um, my sister had had uh, twins. They're six years old now. And I was missing out on so much, right? Being in Ontario while they were out here in Newfoundland. And 
I finally decided, like, I always knew I would come here, but I kept saying, oh, when I retire, when I blah, 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 you know, the same thing with burnout. When I retire, I won't be tired anymore because I'll have time to sleep, but no, that's wrong too. So yeah, I put a plan together and I think that helped me get through because I, I really didn't leave my job until the end of July, 2020. And I moved out here in August, 2020. And I honestly thought, oh, I'm, I'll be fine. I have two weeks of quarantine and I'll be bouncing right back. And it's actually taken me a lot longer because I didn't realize how deep the burnout was, right? How much my body needed to recover. So. That's important real quick for anyone mm-hmm. listening to. Yeah, the burnout. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Michelle, because I've been there. So the burnout runs deep. So how did you start to, I guess, dig out of this burnout hole, so to speak? Yeah, well, with the help of my therapist, right? I mean, she's given me a lot of coping tools. Um but for me too, it was taking a break. I, I was in a financial position I'm where I was yeah. giving myself permission to take a break. Yeah. So giving myself permission to sleep when I needed to sleep, right? Because I always thought I had to push and, and just giving myself this grace that I would best friend or a family member when they're not feeling well, right? Like it's okay. You will come out of this just focus on getting health and healthy for me meant getting back to walking, like going out for walks um, every day. Cause I live in such a beautiful province. We're surrounded by mountains and trees and we've got a lake here. So, and it's a small, small town. So I don't have the hustle and bustle of commuting into Toronto every day anymore. So just really taking that mental break and reconnecting with my family and my niece and nephew also helped so much. Cause I, what I realized is, with all that hustle mentality that I was through all of those years, I lost myself and what I truly valued, my core values. And I forgot how to have fun. And I forgot what joy was like. Yeah. Oh, right? such, a, such a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, let, let me go back real, real quick, just a second. You said you were kind of able to take a, um, a, a break, like a mental health mm-hmm. break or a stress break. And, and you did wind up quitting, quitting that job for someone who, is not able to like quit their job, you know, they're supporting a family or something like that and maybe don't have any savings. What, what would you say to that person? Well, the first step is to finding somebody to talk to, right. And reaching out and acknowledging that you're in burnout. Right. And you can't, as much as we all want to think we can do it alone. We can't, there's only so much you can buy yourself and having support and guidance of somebody who's gone through it before somebody who's an expert in it is huge. And that's, you know, I had a therapist. I also had um, a health and wellness coach that I work with as well. She doesn't specialize in it. She was going to help me reestablish my healthy habits, even though I'm a health and wellness coach and I've got my nutrition certification and my personal trainer and all that. I still need that accountability and support to help me rebuild those healthy habits. And it's about starting off with figuring out what your core values are and are you living them in areas of your life? And chances are you're not, and that's what's causing your burnout. Like that's what's causing part of your burnout. So it's, you know, how, and having somebody to talk about and help you figure that out and then figure out, well, how can I start making little changes so that I'm living more aligned with what I even and what my views are, right? Because for the longest time, I thought I had to be a workaholic till the day I retired. Well, 
that's a yeah. learned belief, right? I, I don't have to be, I don't have to be right. I can be successful without killing myself. That uh, one was a tough one to learn. <laughs> a, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people think that. And uh, real quick, for anyone listening, uh, uh, you mentioned health coach. You are a health coach. Uh, Michelle mm-hmm. can be reached at uh, her Instagram site, Instagram.com forward slash Coach Michelle Connery. Uh, if you're interested in, in in discussing this with Michelle more, or just just reaching out mm-hmm. to her and, and learning more. Uh, so yeah, so you started you started to dig yourself out of it. How, what was in your mind that you started to make this shift that, you know, Hey, it's not all about work that I can't prioritize work anymore. It's gotta be more about me and my health, mm-hmm. and my, my physical health. Yeah. It, I mean, I think the light bulb went on after the, the two health scares that I was the only one that could prioritize my health. Nobody else can do that for me. Yeah. And yes. if I didn't make a change, then that heart attack I was fearing, um, or some other illness was going to crop up. And I don't, you know, I don't want to have that happen, right? I, you know, also coming out here and being with my niece and nephew, and at the time they were four and a half, and they reminded me of my why, like, I want to be able to see them grow up, I want to be active in their life, I want to be able to go and, you know, outside and play with them and go up and not be a burden my family when I'm older. Right? So it was connecting with that. Why first is like, why is my health important? <laughs> what, what am I doing this for? Right? Like, cause I hadn't really thought of that before. And that was, that was a big piece of it. And then starting to figure out, well, what steps do I want to start taking first? Cause I don't recommend trying to do everything at once. So I need to focus on, yeah, because you're just more burnout. Oh, yeah. right. Like you're going to yeah. go back and you're, you're not going to climb out. Like that's the problem with burnout is you don't feel like doing anything, but the best thing to do is to take a small step because your brain needs to know that you can accomplish something and that's going to help you start getting out of burnout. Right. So for me, it was, I had a supportive community around me encouraging me and, you know, being closer to my family again, too. They're really my, my support system. And I hadn't realized how much I was missing them being so far away. So. And I'm going yeah, to so jump, like, in, I, jump in real quick, yeah. Michelle. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I keep, keep yeah. chiming in here, but there's so much <laughs> good stuff going on here. You're, you're, you're hitting on another key aspect that I think a lot of people all over the planet are dealing with, uh, whether they're in Australia, Europe, uh, South America, whatnot. Uh, we're told that, you know, we obviously have to work to, to make a living, but when we work, uh, something that is not in line, as you mentioned with our values that Mm. starts to create, uh, that's that like first step, but in the wrong direction, almost, Mm. uh, we we step, Mm -hmm. we step in the direction of stress and then more stress and more stress until it becomes burned out. So, um, again, I want to really emphasize this for anyone listening, of course, you know, we all need to work, but it's a matter of working, uh, even working hard is okay, but it's a matter of working and working hard and in, in, in a way that is lined up with your values, who you are, mm. as you're saying, Michelle. And I think what I'm mm-hmm. gathering now from your story is that what that's what is what started to happen with you. You started to kind of line up more with who you were and your values. And I see you're smiling yeah, now. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Right. Like I said, like I think my core values now are um courage, joy you know, passion, which a lot of those things were missing in the majority of my work environments, right? Like to be able to be compassionate to people. I was always told, like, I was always very empathetic and compassionate. And my employees would 
go the mile for me. Right. And then I would have managers tell me you're too nice. You're too sensitive. You're, you're not hard enough on your employees. You're not that, you know what I mean? Like completely opposite to what I was. And then when I would try to be that way, it would, like you said, it would cause stress within me because it didn't feel right to me. It's like, well, why can't I be a good leader if I'm compassionate? Who, who says like, you know, and when I started challenging those that there, that even caused conflict, especially in an environment where a toxic environment, where it was very much, if you're not on board with the leader and you're opposing anything, she's saying you're out the door. Right. Um, yeah, it was do as I say, not as I do. And oh. that caused even more stress, but that also helped me realize that to be healthy, I couldn't stay there. So for me, the answer was leaving and not going back into um, an accounting role. Um, but for others, it could be just looking for a better, a different opportunity, a different environment to be in and understanding, like you said, your core values and, and learning how to set boundaries because a lot of times we don't know how to set boundaries either, right? Because I was type A, always go, striving go, go. to do the yeah. go, go, go. I had no go, go, off switch. Yeah and people pleaser and then you put me in a toxic work environment oh my god <laughs> you might as well have just written burnout on my forehead when it started <laughs> and, and and gosh i know i've kind of been harping on this michelle but i think your case is very typical uh for a lot of what's going on in the world and i love the fact that you're smiling and, and you're happy now uh you wrote something on your your bio page and and something you briefly mentioned uh just a a short while ago in this podcast uh, this idea about fun and learning to play again. What, what do you mean by that? Can you expand on that? Well, I, I think when I would go back and think about my childhood, I was the oldest of three daughters and my, my two sisters always said that I grew up quickly. Like I was always, I was like their second mom. Right. And so I've always acted older than I was. And I, I forgot how to play. I forgot what I like to do and what brought me joy especially when I started to get out into the work world, um, because I always felt that I was, had to work harder than everybody else, that I wasn't as smart as everybody else. So that also drove me and pushed me with my type A personality to do more and be more so that I could get further. Cause that was the goal, right? Have a great job, make a lot of money. And along the way, I forgot the important pieces of me and what I like to do and what brings me joy and what, what I like to do to have fun. And part of my recovery was reconnecting with those things. What did I like to do when I was a kid? What, what did I have fun doing? And at first it was a really hard, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, Couldn't I, remember. Know. I, had to, I had to start asking like, what did, mom, what did I do when I was a kid? What did I like wow. to do? And, um, you know, I love to bake. And I mean, not to say that I didn't bake when I was working, but it became almost like a chore, right? I forgot how to have fun doing it. I was just doing it because, oh, well, it's Christmas time. I should bring some cookies into the office, mm. right? More obligation than fun. And um, my niece and nephew helped me that because before I moved out here, I would visit at least once or twice a year. And since they were about two or three, we started, my sister and I would start baking cookies with them. And I remember the first few times, you know, I'm showing them how to decorate sugar cookies with sprinkles and icing. You can imagine a three-year-old with icing and sprinkles. <laughs> be a party. <laughs> be yeah, I'm, you know, like I'm trying to do it perfectly and they've got a big mess and I'm trying to clean up after them. My sister's like, relax, they're three years old. Like, oh, <laughs> 
And so since moving out here, um, the very first year I was here, we did a lot of baking. We iced so many cupcakes and cookies. And you know what? I got messy with them. I, I gave up trying to have be perfect. You know what? Who cares? We're just eating them. You know, it's really connecting with them because seeing it through an eyes of four and a half year olds or five year olds reminds you of what it's like to be in the moment and what it's like to just enjoy what you're doing, putting the phone away. We would go out for walks and my niece loves to pick flowers and if they're dandelions. Oh, look how pretty it is. Right. And it's just even walking in nature. I go unplugged now. Right. I'm listening to the birds. I'm watching the brook, you know, the water coming down the mountains, the brooks are running really fast right now, playing with the dog. The dog loves to do snow angels, snow angels with my niece and news, you know, like all things I hadn't done in years. I forgot how much fun it can be to just go out and play in the snow. Right. Usually I'm grumbling. Oh God, it's snowing. <laughs> and you know, that's another thing we tell ourselves as adults, well, we're not supposed to play or have fun. You know, I, I kind of went through a similar thing. I just, you know, I like to play on, on kids playground equipment, you know, just because yeah. it's fun. You can swing and you know, all, all that stuff. So yeah, I think just yeah, so I many of us, that. Yeah, I think so many of us forget that just just to have fun. It's that's yeah. and really... and I think also too it's it's part of our society and our culture, especially in North America, that yeah. as you grow up, you've got to be responsible, you got to have a good job, you got to work hard, you got to support your family, and you got this long list of to-dos, but nowhere in there is enjoy yourself, enjoy yeah. your family, have fun, take some downtime. In yeah. fact, if you tell people you had a lot of fun or that you slept well on the weekend, they look at you and like, well, they what's wrong it. with you? Why are exactly. you so lazy? <laughs> you, you went home at eight o'clock last night. I stayed till midnight or whatever. Yeah. Oh, right. And it's like a badge of honor that I stayed till midnight. Well, I'm, I had sleep. That's my badge of honor. I slept. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, we kind of have it backwards, but let me ask you this, Michelle. I mean, I, I love having you here and seeing you smiling and laughing now is great. How, when you were in the corporate world and, and going down that path of work, 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 uh, your fulfillment, your satisfaction with life, your happiness, how was it compared to how it is now when you started to prioritize happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction? Yeah, you know, I, I, I really... When I look back, I know I wasn't happy. Like I, you know, I remember after I got divorced, you know, dove right into work and worked even harder because I was trying not to deal with that. And then I started dating again and people thought, you know, what are your hobbies? I'm like, I don't work. Know. <laughs> work, yeah. Hobbies. Eat. What? <laughs> and so, yeah, so I really didn't have much else. Like my identity was my career. I didn't have much else. Right. And that was part of too, what, you know, probably why my burnout was so deep as well is because I didn't really have much else. Like I was starting to try and define myself in other areas, but you know, it seemed like every time I would, you know, start doing this, then something else would happen at work and they pull me back in, you know, right. Like every time you tried to find some balance, they were pulling you back in going, no, 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 no. You're, you're, you belong to us 24 seven. So yeah, no, I'm definitely happier now. Um, and the other thing I realized too, is I chose counting not because I loved it. I was never passionate about that profession. I was good, but it, it never brought the, the role of never brought me joy. And that's part of what I've learned 
from my burnout and working with my therapist as well as the, the parts I loved about my job was helping people and coaching people and mentoring people. So it just made sense. And I always loved nutrition and health, which was kind of ironic because I didn't <laughs> prioritize my own. So do you work but, now as a full-time health coach then? Yep. Yep. You know, trying to grow my business, trying to get out there and help as many people as I can. Cause I, I don't want other people to go through what I went through. I know too many people are suffering and I really want to help, you know, people come back and re like I said, reignite their flame because I want them to feel passionate about what they're doing and passionate about their life and not just be defined by their careers. I want them to be able to experience a whole life, you know, whatever that might entail for them. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, Michelle Connor, Connery, Instagram.com forward slash coach Michelle Connery. Something else you, you said, Michelle, kind of struck a, a chord with me. You said your identity, who you were, was kind of wrapped up in what your job was. And I think that's very true for a lot of people. What would you say now, having been through this journey, what would you say now is your identity? Well, my identity, I am first and foremost, I think I'm a fabulous aunt and daughter awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, and a great friend, right? Like I've reconnected with some of my friends that I'd lost contact with um, huge supporter of them as well, as well as a passionate coach and just, you know, somebody who is learning to love life and enjoying the little things, right? It's not about the money. Yeah. It's great to get paid. Don't get me wrong there. <laughs> Sure, but sure. That's not that's not what's driving me. It really, it's about helping others and living my life the the way I think I was meant to be. Right, like I was meant to. I think go through this so that I could come out the other end and help people. So, yeah. Again, anyone listening right now, this is a, a powerful story that Michelle is sharing with us. And wherever you are in the world or whatever you're doing, you know, you know what you're feeling inside if you're feeling that burnout. And you may need to take a good hard look at your life, kind of like what you did, Michelle. It took a, a pretty serious health scare to to really, you know, take you to, to, to look at that. And I'm saying, you know, take a look now, hopefully, you know, don't wait for that mm. health scare uh, to, to come in, yeah. but you may have to make some hard choices, you know, yeah. the, the, the secret, I think if there's a secret underneath what kind of Michelle and I've been talking about here, it's this idea of identifying yourself with who you are and your values. And if that lines up with your job, which for me, it does. And now Michelle, it does in, in the health coaching world, but it didn't always for me either, but sacrificing fulfillment and happiness and joy and the fun of life. That's really what life is all about. I think one of the bigger purposes is this idea of fun and joy and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And Michelle, as you discovered, we get this work, work, go, go, go type A that's all around. Even I'm not type A, but I get type A thrown at me all the time. Go, go, mm -hmm. go, work, 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 you know, yeah. oh, you're not working or, or, or whatever. Uh, but mm -hmm. I'm, much more fulfilled now being in line with my calling you you're much more fulfilled so if you're listening to this now take a hard look 
uh, at your life. And it may require you to make some difficult choices. And all I'm saying is don't wait for a health scare. Um, if possible, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm, ironically, you had yours, Michelle, and that led you down this path and here to be on the pa- yeah. podcast today. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, so, Michelle, let's look at that real quick, though. People who are in the big cities and, and go, go, go. Um, how can they find fun in some of that? How can they find fun or joy in their current situation to kind of maybe manage, I guess, some of this burnout? Um, well, it's all about figuring out what brings you joy. So, okay. Yeah. And, 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 and making sure that your, your schedule, like, I know, like when you're busy for me, I had to start scheduling downtime. Sounds crazy, right? You're scheduling. No, it doesn't actually. But to some people it does, but that was the only way for me to start learning to take it. Right. And it's in my calendar. It's blocked off. It's my downtime. And doing something that would help me reconnect with me or, you know, help me turn my brain off of work and onto something else. So it could be, you know, going out for a walk for me because I love walking or a bike ride or sitting out in nature, if that's what you like. Or maybe for you, it's going to the gym. Doesn't matter. Like some form of exercise is always a great way to start, you know, helping you reconnect um, and helping improve your mental and your physical well-being. And I always say, pick an activity you enjoy, because if you don't enjoy the exercise, you're not going to do it. So find something. And it, maybe it's a group sport, you know, like some people now that we can go back and play team sports again, maybe it's basketball, maybe it's soccer, right? Like what did you play sports as a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should start playing it again as an adult. Oh, like it, shoot some hoops for five minutes or something or kick. Yeah. Assuming you don't have any, you know, medical issues, stuff like that, but you know, reconnect with that thing. And, and for me, that was like, oh yeah, you know, I used to love to ride my bike. So I started pulling a bike and going for bike rides. Right. I hate Hills. We've got lots of Hills here, so. <laughs> but still, uh, right. I go with my niece and nephew. Right. It's, it's okay. Um, but yes, maybe it's reading, right. It's whatever is going to give you some, your brain, some mental rest from your work and, and finding maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's, drawing, coloring, crocheting, knife throwing. I don't care. Like whatever brings you. <laughs> <to> <laughs> knife throwing, yeah, axe throwing, knife throwing, axe throwing whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many things to explore out there. Right. And if you know, like maybe it's a club, maybe it's a, there, you know, there's different things. That, and I think we get, like you said, we get so tied up in our work that we forget there's other things out there maybe it's reconnecting with your kids and your spouse, asking them what they want to do. Okay, guys, what are we going to do this weekend? What, what can we do to have some fun? Kids are great at figuring things out if you don't have any ideas. And I think the whole point of this podcast is we have our priorities out of balance. We prioritize work uh, versus the, the fun and, and the play and the joy mm-hmm. and things like that. I, for anyone listening again, let me, let me throw out a tip that, that has helped for me in my life that is very much in line with what you're saying, Michelle, and everything Michelle has said on this podcast and in the last five minutes, everything she says, the bottom line is she is prioritizing herself and she is starting, starting to see how that affects her life in terms of the joy and happiness. There is more joy. So the, one of the keys, I guess, uh, for anyone listening, the, 
you know, how do, how do I get happier? People are always asking, you know, what's the key to happiness? What's the success to happiness? Here's your answer. It's prioritize mm -hmm. yourself. Yes. Prioritize yourself over work. Even if you're in a family situation, I say this too, prioritize yourself because when you do, you'll be a better husband. You'll be a better wife. You'll be a better mom. You'll be a better dad. And so the one rule I, I have for me in my life, Michelle, and you can tell me what you think of this is I have a rule every day that at least two times a day, I have to do 15 minutes of wellness, at least a minimum of two, and then maybe as many as five or six times a day, a minimum 10 minutes, ideally 15 minutes. Sometimes it's even longer, 30 to 45 minutes. And I use the word wellness and wellness could mean a whole ton of things. So for example, for me, uh, like you said, Michelle, a walk in the morning, because that's something I enjoy. Uh, mm. Skipping rope or some things I do, jumping on a mini trampoline, riding my bike, uh, stand up paddle boarding, I could be reading, it could be meditating, um, Tai Chi, I love to do Tai Chi. So whatever you find fun in your life, set mm. a rule for yourself at least two times a day because of the, you know, go, we're still in the go, go, go. A lot yeah. of folks are listening, yeah. they know. Uh, take, take that, 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 that rule, at least a minimum two times a day, minimum of 10 minutes to do some form of wellness for yourself, call it that. self care, go get a, a massage from your spouse real quick, a shoulder rub, run up and down the stairs, go out in the yard, play with your kids, something. It doesn't have to be quote unquote exercise, going to a gym, just some form of wellness. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And I mean, and wellness and when we always think of exercise first, but I also like to remind people that wellness, is anything that's going to help you mentally or physically. So yes. thank you. It, it thank could, you. That's a great way. Yeah. To right. It, it could even be getting up and going and making yourself a healthy snack instead of grabbing, you know, something less healthy, getting some more water or, you know, taking five minutes to meditate because there the yep. studies have shown how beneficial even just five minutes of meditation a day is for your mind and your body, which is something I've started to do in the past. I would have said, Oh, meditation, you're crazy. Like I do that, but yeah, I I'm with, I start my day off most days, um, with yoga first thing okay. in the morning, yoga. Mm -hmm. like at least, like you said, I go 15 minutes, right? Like I flip through the channel, the YouTube channel that I like with that has yoga. And I'm like, okay, which okay. one am I going to do today? And, you find and that's how that's how I start the day. And then I have breakfast, feed the cat, feed the dog, and then do a little bit of work and then go out for a walk with my dad and, and the dog and uh, then come back. And yeah, so I, I've tried to put it through, like you said, put it throughout the day. And then in the evening, sometimes I'll do some meditation right before I go to bed just to help me sleep better. Right. Cause studies have shown that, um, that can help, uh, improve your sleep. So. Yeah, it's, it, there's so many things out there. It's just we we get tunnel vision and think that it has to be, well, if it has to be 60 minutes or it doesn't count. Well, no, <laughs> you know, it's like you said, little bits throughout the day can be super beneficial. Yeah, it absolutely does not have to be one 60 minute shot. And the other thing, again, that Michelle has really been uh, teaching us kind of un underneath the scenes, behind behind the scenes, so to speak, uh, is, is this idea that it doesn't have to be, you know, 60 minutes, it can be a short spurt, 10 or 15 minutes. And one of the other tricks to prioritizing yourself, Michelle, you just did, you start off in the morning with a walk or something or yoga, you mm -hmm. get right mm -hmm. into it. I do something very similar. I wake up and I stretch and I go outside, I get some fresh air and I come in and I read for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've got my book or whatever, right. And that's how I start my day. So 
those that prioritize themselves have a plan in the morning, have a plan in the evening. You said you, you read something and I do the same thing before I go to bed. I, I like to read a little bit too, just to kind of start my day and then end my day with, with something that's wellness related. Yeah. That those are little exactly. tips to prioritizing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so many times we're, you know, on our phones, watching TV, doing all of that, and then trying to go right into bed and, and our brains need that, that downtime, that break. So even shutting off your phone and the TV and all electronics, at least 15 minutes before you want to go to bed, half an hour is better, but start small and turn them off. No distractions, get them out of the room. If you can, <laughs> if you can't just yeah. make sure that you do not disturb. You can't. Yeah. I know it's not always a priority practical what yeah and doing that like so whether it's meditation reading something just to tell your body now is the time to relax now we're getting into sleep mode right because too many of us go or go 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 and then wonder why we can't just jump into bed and fall asleep we haven't given ourselves that that time to relax and and unwind from the day yeah. So, so Michelle, we're starting to, to run out of time here, but a couple more things I, I want to get to. What would the Michelle of you right now tell the Michelle of you uh, in 2016, 17, 18? What, what advice would you give yourself? I would go back and give her a big hug and say, work is not everything. Yeah. If you don't take care of yourself, nothing else will matter. Um, and you can do it, right? Because I you know, I tried and failed so many times throughout, like, it's not that I completely ignored it, right? It's, I would try and then I'd fall off a diet and then I'll oh, forget that, or I'd start exercising, and then I'd stop and whatever. But I would go back and give her a big hug and show her lots of empathy and tell her that she can do it. If, you know, you got to start working on the mind first, right? You got to believe and won't really want to make that change. And that that is what's going to give you the joy and the happiness that you've been searching for, right? Because I think I was prioritizing my just career. just heard it on, on my podcast, everyone. There it is. Yeah, I would kept searching for that, but I didn't realize that that's what I was searching for. So I just kept going after the promotions and, and trying to, you know, thinking that was what was going to make me happy, but it wasn't, right? It was the opposite. You, you said it right there. We, we get caught up in the work and mm -hmm. we think life is all about work. And that's a very powerful message that resonates all over the world. People think it's all about work. And as we've talked about, the identity uh, that they have for themselves is associated with their work and their job. But again, you just heard it from Michelle. I've said it, the key to happiness, the secret to a more fulfilled life, if that's what you desire. I can't imagine anyone not desiring a more fulfilled, happier, more peaceful life. It's prioritizing yourself first and aligning up with your values and who you are. Um, that's what well, we just kind of summed up the whole podcast there in a sentence or two almost, but uh, love it. Um, Michelle, any, you said a ton, um, lots of good stuff today. I'm so appreciative and grateful that you came on the podcast yeah. and could share your experience. Do you have any, anything else for, for the better that you haven't said already that you would like to share with our listeners? I think I just, just want to reiterate that I really hope that my story can inspire other people to start taking a look at their health and, and wellness before it gets to a critical point. Um, I don't want anybody else driving themselves to the emergency room. Yeah, yeah. Having a <laughs> that, that is, that was not a pleasant experience. It was really, really, as much as I can laugh about it now, I wasn't laughing then I was scared out of my mind. And yeah. I just really want to empower people to take control of their health. It's not a sign of 
weakness if you do it. It's, it's a sign not, of strength. It's not. It's it, is. Sign, it is a sign of strength. It's a sign that you love yourself and that you love your your family and your friends as well. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're never going to be able to take care of them or help yes. them when they need it the most. So we've got to get that message out there. Life is not just about work. It's about you. And then the second one is you've got to take care of yourself, prioritize yourself because, uh, and I, you happened to you, Michelle, I've dealt with clients. Don't wait for the heart attack to happen. Don't wait Mm -hmm. for the high blood pressure, the medications, all that. Two, two times a day, 10 to 15 minutes of wellness, start there even one time a day, give yourself 10 minutes of wellness. And that wellness piece is something that you enjoy walking, reading yoga. I mean, the list, it's an infinite list, whatever it is. And, and I think too, I think something I learned recently is like, make a list of those things as you think of them, because when you're in that stressful moment and you might not think of what can I do to help my mom down. So if you have these list of things that you enjoy, reduce your stress, you just pull it out and go, okay, today, I think I'm going to try this, right? Because sometimes in the moment we forget what we can do that might help us. So that's another tip. Great, great tips, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, super oh. appreciate it. And an uh, incredible story. And I'm so blessed ironically that that happened to you because then you could come here and, and share it uh, but again don't wait for the health issue if you're listening to this yeah let's, let's start before that happens um yeah uh, again michelle you can find her at instagram.com forward slash coach michelle connery as i always say if for listening now it's truly a pleasure and an honor and i hope you've gotten something out of this podcast uh again instagram.com forward slash coach michelle connery prioritize yourself first have fun, align with your values. That would be the take-home message for today. As I always say, uh, this is Coach Brad. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, be well, be safe, be happy, eat ice cream. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. For more information on how you can work with me, my products and books, including my all-new book, The Slow Easy, A Beginner's 12-Week Guide for Getting Fit and Healthy and Running Your First 5K, visit my website at www.trainingwithcoachbrad.com. This book introduces a whole new method to being fit and healthy, something I call The Slow Easy. Be sure and look for that. You can also find all of my social media handles there, trainingwithcoachbrad.com. And remember, if you like what you have heard, please pay it forward by hitting the subscribe button, sharing this with a friend, and leaving me a five-star review.